dig your feet in and say, devil, I'm not going back to what I was last week. I'm not going back to the depression I had a month ago. I'm not going back to the oppression, the lack of fulfillment, the lack of faith. Oh, let's clap our hands and give God the praise. God is for us. God is with us. God is in us. Brother Cox, come and preach. By the authority of the name of Jesus, we appreciate Brother Cox. Come and preach to us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Pastor Mayo was already preaching my message. So I thought about just calling an altar call and saying, if that wasn't good enough, there's nothing I can preach that's going to move anybody. (laughs) So let me just tag in. When you get victory in a service, like many here did yesterday, don't come back in weighted back down as if yesterday didn't happen. You come back in and you praise God like you've never praised God. But Brother Cox, there's still this happening and there's still this happening. I know it. But you got a victory yesterday. So what you need to do is just let hell know in the midst of stuff fighting me, I'm still going to praise God for the small victory. On my way to big victory, I shout over little victories. Are you hearing this preacher right now? You may not be where you want to be all the way, but you're a lot farther than you were. So go ahead and get excited about the progress you've already made. I'm moving forward. I made two more steps. That's worth shouting about. You come back into the house of God and say, I'm going to praise God over what's already been given to me. Somebody ought to do that right now just because the devil's telling you not to. Devil's telling you keep your head down, keep your spirits down. You ought to just worship God like you've lost your mind for 30 seconds just so hell knows you don't control my worship. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Stuff I'm fighting don't control my worship. I had a breakthrough yesterday, and I'm still thanking God for the small victories. Praise God. Praise God. Book of Ezekiel 37. Very familiar passage of Scripture in Ezekiel. And I believe God wants to talk to us from this passage tonight. Hallelujah. While you're turning to the 37th chapter of Ezekiel, I need to say this. There's been several that has given us food or blessed us in other ways with various things. And I want you to know the Cox family is greatly appreciative of your love and your kindness and what you've done for us. We love this church, and I thank you for it so much. It's not been unnoticed. It's not been a waste of your time. It has been a blessing to us, and I want you to know we are grateful for your kindness toward us. And I also want to give honor because, you know, that's a reflection of a pastor who does things with excellence. And I give honor to Brother Sister Mayo tonight and the way they have treated us and brought us in and been so kind to us. And I know you're blessed to have such incredible, anointed leadership in this church. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 37 and verse number 1. If I've ever felt like preaching, I feel like preaching tonight. 
and with or without you, I'm going to cut some head off some devils that are upset over the ground that we have already gained in this revival. Come on. Maybe I can get one to join me. Just one. Because if one could put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand to flight. And if I can just get one more, that's ten thousand devils that have to leave people in this church alone. I already feel something rising in the atmosphere right now. I am sick and tired of the devil fluctuating how much victory we have in our life. He's a liar and the truth is not in him. What God gave me, he can help me keep and hold on to and grow from what he's already done. Well, praise God. Praise God. Ezekiel 37, verse number 1, the hand of the Lord was upon me, carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, everyone say the valley, which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. And there were very many in the open valley and they were very dry. Everyone say they were dry in the valley. And he goes to ask him, can these bones live? And I said, Lord God, thou knowest. He said, prophesy to the bones, say dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews upon you. I will bring flesh upon you. I will cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking And the bones came together. Now, when I read that today, I almost jumped up and down. Because I thought, it don't matter how disconnected the devil can make people. When the word of God starts going forth, things start coming together that in no other way could come together. Somebody should have just got victory right now in the Holy Ghost. You're all disconnected and messed up, but the Word of God's about to. And when I beheld, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. And he goes on to tell them to prophesy to the wind. And in verse 10, he says, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived. Praise God. And stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. And he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Now this next phrase is very important. Behold, they say, our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. We are cut off for our part. They say. Therefore prophesy, tell them what I say. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves, my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. 
They were in the valley, and they were very dry. And I want to preach tonight victory in the valley. Victory in the valley. Would you lay your Bibles down and join me in prayer right now? Jesus is in this house. Would you lift your voice and pray that God, every eye closed, every voice lifted, would you begin to pray all over this building right now? Come on, from the front to the back, let's have an apostolic prayer meeting. In the name of Jesus. cast down every distraction. God, let the liberty of the Holy Ghost step into this house right now. Come on, let's connect up for the next 30 seconds with the mind of God in this service. anybody's got a spirit of rejoicing in you right now. I can praise God in advance for what's about to happen in this service. Hallelujah! Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You may be seated. I've come to stand in the midst of the valley tonight and preach until life begins to flow in somebody's life. We read in our text about the bones, that they were bones that were a part of a great army. These had once been a mighty army. They died in the valley. They dried up in the valley. They gave up in the valley. This was once an army that at one time stood with might and power. But they were now dry and scattered in pieces in the valley. Something had happened. Something had taken place that had taken this once mighty army, this once mighty group of soldiers, uh, and brought them down to such a place of decimation and destruction. Uh, there's debate over what battle it could have been, if it was simply a vision. Either way, that there is something that had taken place in this valley that the army had been overwhelmed. Maybe, maybe they had been intimidated by their location. After all, we so often look at valleys uh, as places of weakness, as places of struggle, as places of great problems and fear. And this army ended up having the valley as their burying ground and their place of destruction. And whenever we begin to think about the valley, we often attach it uh, to great issues, to great struggles and times uh, of being low. And we use the terminology of, well, I, I just feel like I'm in a valley right now. And therefore, that's why I'm beat down. And that's why uh, I'm struggling to be spiritual. And that's why uh, I feel so defeated because I'm I just feel like I'm in the valley. I'm in a low place in my life. Uh, and there are some here that are dealing with stuff that you feel like is dying on you in the midst of this valley. Uh, 
and you're living in a valley right now, and you feel like you're down, uh, and you're low more than you're up, and every time you try to climb out of it, uh, it seems like you fall back into the valley. Uh, And I've just come to declare, and I've just decided, uh, as I've looked through the Word of God, that for too long, valleys have been used as excuses uh, for places of defeat. Uh, Valleys have been used as excuses uh, for having off nights in a church service. Uh, Valleys have been people's excuses uh, for backsliding, for giving up, uh, for falling, for not worshiping, uh, for not praying, for getting bitter. Uh, Well, if you just knew the hardships I was facing, Pastor, uh, if you just knew that I was uh, in a valley right now, if you just realized uh, how low I am in. uh, But I've just come to preach to somebody tonight uh, that the same God that's God on the mountaintops uh, is the same God that's still God uh, in the midst of the valleys. And I just believe that God wants to bring some life and some victory into some soldiers that are in a valley tonight, that are feeling like at this low point, all that's left is defeat, all that's left is quitting, all that's left is losing ground and being defeated. I've come to preach the valley is not intended to be a burial ground, and it's not intended to be a place of sadness and destruction, but the valley is to be a place of great testimony. It's supposed to be a place where you can say, I've never seen God move like I saw him move when I was in the midst of the valley. I believe God's got greater things for Cornerstone Church. I don't believe it's slowing. Don't let him run by himself. I don't believe it's slowing down time. I don't believe it's getting back time. I don't believe it's having dead church time. I believe it's revival time. I believe it's time for the people of God to be more on fire about living for God than they've ever been in their life. I say it's Holy Ghost time. I say it's victory time. Anybody with the preacher right now? I made up my mind a long time ago. God's going to use somebody. It might as well be me. God's going to answer somebody's prayers. It might as well be your prayers. God's going to have revival somewhere. It might as well be right here at Cornerstone Pentecostal Church. Somebody's family's going to be saved. Might as well be your family. God's going to bring miracles somewhere. I'm saying, hey, God. If somebody's going to have miracles, uh, let it be right here in my family. Uh, If somebody's going to see the gifts of the Spirit uh, somewhere, what? My God, you ought to lift your voice and say right here, God, uh, if you're going to do it for anybody. Come on, somebody ought to lift your voice. Let's have church on a Monday night. You ought to open your mouth and say, I'm not going to die in the valley. I'm going to say, God, if you're giving anybody a testimony, I'm going to have a testimony. I'm going to see God move in my life. Come on, let's worship the king right now. Let's worship. I'm going somewhere, but we need to worship the king for just a moment right now. You ought to lift your voice and shout in the face of hell and give God some praise right now. Some here visiting, but you haven't made the leap. You need to jump in all the way and let God do a work in your life. If you're thinking about backsliding, 
now is not a good time. If you're thinking about getting complacent and bored and distracted, now is not a good time. We are the last day church. We are the church that is going to see some of the greatest things that ever happened in the apostolic church. We are seeing prophecies fulfilled. We will experience things that the apostles didn't even get to experience. We are going to see dynamic things take place. And I don't want to be stuck in coast, stuck in neutral, stuck in boredom, and stuck in distractions, and let God do it for somebody else. I may be dealing with stuff in my family, but that is absolutely no excuse for me to start acting like God's not working in my life. Just because hell's fighting is not an excuse for me to be quiet, to quit, and give up. Let me just tell you what you do. When the pressure's on, you pray like you've never prayed in your life. When hell fights, that's time to worship like you've never worshiped in your life. Come on, don't make me work too hard tonight. We've got to get on the same page. I know there's people here in the valley, but you need to make up your mind. This is not going to be my final resting place. I'm going to see God do some great things here. I'm not going to wait till I'm all the way disconnected. I'm not going to wait till everything's broken apart. I'm going to see God work now. I'm going to see God move today. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost moving in this place right now. I pray to God while the word's going forth that some stuff would start coming back together in somebody's life. We're fighting hell. We're fighting depression. We're fighting attacks on our families. Devil, you are a liar. I'm low. I'm in a valley, but I'm not dead and I'm not dying. I'm going to see God move in my life. through seasons, and I've seen them happen, and I've been in churches where it was a season of digging, and I've been in churches where the whole revival was a season of fighting devils, and I've been in a church where the season was great harvest coming in, and I've been in other churches where I was in one season, they were in another season, and I couldn't figure out how to get us in the same season, and so we just kept struggling the whole revival, but, but I started realizing uh, that a lot of times the season that the church enters into uh, is usually a great reflection uh, of the season the individuals start getting into. Uh, and so while I understand that there's a time for everything, uh, there's a time to plant, there's a time to sow, and there's a time to reap, uh, and harvest comes as it is. Uh, and I understand that we've seen that fluctuation happen uh, in our churches at times uh, where it seems like people are just coming in and praying through to the Holy Ghost. Uh, and then it seems like you can't pay anybody to pray through to the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I I've seen all of that, and I understand that concept. But I read in our Bible, in Acts chapter 2, that the church was birthed into a season of harvest. And I'm just dumb enough to believe that no matter what hell throws against us, that even while we're fighting devils, there can still be people walking in our doors praying through to the Holy Ghost. And so I understand that that, that, that there's going to be seasons. But let me just preach to the individual right now. It's never the will of God that dryness be in season. It's never the will of God that no prayer be in season. It's never the will of God that your not worshiping is now in season. Spirituality is always in season. And it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. You can still be spiritual. You can still worship. Worship never goes out of season. 
Prayer never goes out of season. Uh, tongue talking never goes out of season. Uh, what are you saying, Brother Cox? Uh, I'm saying when the devil's fighting me like he's never fought me, I'm still going to run aisles. Uh, I'm still going to leap for joy. Uh, I'm still going to teach Bible studies. Uh, I'm still going to pray. Why? Because spirituality never. Come on, somebody. You ought to respond to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And you're going to be like a tree uh, planted by the rivers of the water uh, that brings forth fruit in its season. Uh, I understand that fruit only comes uh, in the fruit-bearing season. Uh, but when you're planted in this river, you can still have green leaves uh, when there's no fruit available. Uh, I may be struggling to bear fruit, but my leaves are still green. Uh, I'm still going to worship God. Uh, I'm still going to live right. Uh, I'm still going to pray. Uh, my God, we ought to lift our hands and love him for just a moment. Somebody ought to lift your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, I feel it right now. The devil's trying to get people to act like Sunday morning didn't even happen. I'm already feeling it right now. But I'm not going to get into a dry season. I'm not going to get in the valley and let that be my excuse for my carnality. No, no, no. God said it's not my will that valleys are burial places for my people. It's not my will that the bones are all disconnected. He said, I don't care what they say. I don't care if they're saying, well, we're cut off. You've got to Quit talking about being defeated and start talking about your next testimony. Behold, they say my family don't want to be saved. Behold, they say we're cut off. Behold, they say God's not going to do it. It wasn't God saying it. They were saying it. And they made themselves true prophets. They said we're cut off. And yes... They got cut off. They said there's no hope. And they got into a place that seemed pretty hopeless. But God said, preacher, I won't want to make excuses for the bones. Uh, they shouldn't be in this condition. Uh, they shouldn't allow themselves to get carnal. I don't care how bad hell fights. Uh, I don't care what comes against them. There's no excuse for turning on God. Uh, there's no excuse for backsliding. Uh, there's no excuse for quitting. Uh, there's no excuse to be silent. Uh, they said, I want you to get up uh, and start preaching a little life into these bones. Uh, this is the whole house of Israel. Uh, I'm tired of sitting back saying, well, I might, I'm just in a dry season. Uh, well, let's change the season. Season, brother, I don't want to get in the attitude. Well, everybody's got dry seasons. Well, we can't always have good church. Why not? We can't always have a move of God. Why not? I can't always have God working in my life. Why not? You've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. It don't matter if it's the worst day of my life or the best day of my life. I can still have a move of God. I'm not going to come to church on a bad day and worship like this. No, because the valley is going to be a place of testimony for me. I'm going to see God do great things. I'm not going to dry up. I'm not going to die. I'm not going to go out of season. My God, somebody that's in a valley ought to begin to praise God with everything you've got right now. Somebody ought to lift your voice. Somebody that's got backslidden children. Come on. 
Come on, Brother Cox ain't missing it right now. I'm about to put my finger right where we're living. I'm telling you, I don't care what hell's done to you. There's no excuse for quitting God. There's no excuse for quitting and being silent. You can have green leaves in dry moments. faithful to the house of God. While the preacher was preaching, all of a sudden things started shaking. I would have thought that there'd be more services, that while the preaching's still going forth, that it would be like Peter in Acts chapter 10, that while he yet spake the word, the Holy Ghost fell on them that believed, and they begin to magnify God, and they begin to speak in tongues. I'm telling you, you come to the house of God, and while life is being preached, and things start shaking, you start saying things, well, I've heard that before, and you just don't know how low I am, and you don't know how rough this paddle is, and I feel like everything's an uphill climb, and so you talk yourself out of receiving what God has for you. You keep saying, well, tonight's not my night. I prayed before. I've tried before, and I'm still low, and I'm still in the valley, but something happened. While the preacher didn't think there was going to be any response, and the preacher didn't know if anything was going to happen, he just started preaching, live. He just started preaching, get back together, and God started taking pieces that the devil had disconnected and said, I'm going to put this bone back where it belongs, and I'm going to put that marriage back where it belongs, and I'm going to And I'm going to fix the emotions. And God begin to make some stuff whole. My God, let us have the kind of moves of God in the house of God that while the word of God is being preached, people jump up saying, I just got healed. I just got the Holy Ghost. My God, I feel something shaking right now. God's starting to put some... Come on, do you hear it? I hear the bones starting to rattle. I hear the wind starting to blow. But I'm in a valley. But I'm all disconnected. But the word is starting to shake something in me. All of a sudden, my faith is starting to rise again. My God, you ought to worship God like an ankle bone just got back in place. Like God just put something joy back in your spirit. God said, preacher, you see a disjointed group of people, but I see an army that's ready to have victory in the midst of this valley. Come on. I don't want to wait till I'm dry. I don't want to wait till I'm disconnected before I start fighting back. Just because I'm in a valley doesn't mean I'm going to lose the battle. have victory in the valley. I'm sorry, devil. Have you read my book that God gave me? Well, you can't worship in the valley. Valleys are places of defeat. Do you remember a story of David and Goliath, devil? Where Goliath was standing in a valley called Elah. And David said he may be in a valley, but God's bigger than any devil. And God's bigger than any adversary. And David ran into a valley. My God, he wasn't scared of valleys. He said, I'll run into that valley. I'll get the victory. I'll climb on the other side and take the battle to the rest of the army. It was in a valley that David slew a giant. It was in a valley of Jezreel that 300 men with Gideon slew the adversary. Are you getting what I'm saying? Valleys are not to be excuses. Well, I'm low, I'm dry. No, it's realizing there's about to be a great victory here. 
I'm going to come out and I'm going to be talking about how God raised me up, about how God cut the head off Goliath, about how God brought the Midianites down. I'm going to come out and talk about how God put my family back together because I didn't quit. I'm going to talk about how God gave me revival in Sandpoint because I didn't back up, but I put it in fifth gear. I'm going to... Come on. It could have broke many times, but we're going to cut the head off Goliath tonight. The Bible tells us that the king of Syria said we're going to go against Israel on the hilltop. And it was on the hill that they began to fight. And the Bible says Israel defeated Syria on the hilltop. And in 1 Kings 20, 28, Syria said, that's no problem. Their God's the God of the mountains. We'll get them in the plains. We'll get down in the valley. And then we'll get the victory. And God said, because the Syrians have said that the Lord is God of the hills, but he's not God of the valleys. Therefore, I'm going to deliver this multitude into your hand and they're going to know that the God of the hills also brings victory in battles he said I'm going to give you in victory in the valley if for no other reason than just to let the enemy know I've got everywhere I've got high I've got when you're low I've got when the bills are paid I've got when you can't pay the bills I still and Syria found out he's God in the valley He's God in my family. He's God in my marriage. I know God is God in every area of my life. What'd you say, Syria? You mean to tell me that you don't think I can give my people victory in valleys? Stand aside, Gabriel. I'm about to show myself strong. Because I don't ever want there to be a time in the history of my people that they ever feel like valleys are excuses for defeat. I don't want them to feel like just because someone divorced them and left them that they've got an excuse to go to hell now. No, I can preach that because I'm married to a woman who was a teenager when her parents divorced and one of them walked out on God and she could have done everything she wanted. She could have left the church. But I used to call her while we were dating on her lunch break and she wouldn't answer. Then she'd call me back about 45 minutes later and say, sorry, I couldn't get the call. I was at church praying my whole lunch break. You know what she was saying, devil? I'm in the midst of a valley. It's miserable. It's dark. I'm intimidated. But I just want you to know that the God that I worshiped when my family was together is the same God that's going to work in my life. I've come to preach to some young people. I've come to preach to some moms and dads. You hear this preacher right now. I know you're fighting stuff. I know you feel the weight of it, but don't ever let yourself think that this is an excuse for me to back up in the midst of the valley. God's going to show up, Gideon. God's going to show up, Israel. Somebody ought to be already breaking loose of the Holy Ghost right now. what the problem is? You're setting up camp in the valley and putting stakes down. The valley is never intended to be a place of settling, to be a place of putting up a house, to be a place of dying. 
You, you read the scripture, yea, though I die in the valley of the shadow of death. David said, no, no, no. Yea, though I walk through. I will fear no evil. Why? Because the God that's been with me when everything was good, thou art with me. Thy rock. I don't stop here. I go through here with testimony. God's a keeper. God's a healer. God saved my babies. God's going to give me revival. God. But I'm low, but I never stop walking. I'm in the valley, but I never stop moving. I never stop praying. I never stop shouting. I never stop being faithful to God. I... Would you lift your voice right now and worship God with everything you've got in this service? Come on, we got to break something right here. I've got a few more things I'm going to say, but we got to break something right here. From the moment I've started, I knew before I walked to the pulpit that hell was going to try and stop this. But I've got a big enough axe. I'm going to keep swinging because I'm standing in a valley right now, and I'm trying to preach some life. Hey, just because you're messed up, that bone don't belong over there. That bone belongs back on your body. That part of you doesn't belong scattered. You don't should it be in this way. God's ready to put things together, and there's a shaking taking place. And God's saying, I'm restoring stuff because in the midst of a valley, I'm going to raise up a people that show the world this is what you do in low times. You lift your voice. You pray like you've never prayed. You fast like you've never fasted. Because it's valley victories that give me great testimonies. It's valley battles that give me great faith. understand. Anybody can go to church when it's easy. Anybody can go to church when their family's not attacking them for doing it. Anybody can live for God when their friends aren't putting peer pressure on them to sin. Anybody can pray when everything's going good in their life. That's not how you find out how much somebody loves God. You find out how much somebody loves God when they feel like they can't even see the sun. They're so low. And they can only crawl their way in. But they're saying, I'm not going to wait till I'm dry and dead and everything's disconnected and destroyed uh, and, and wait till that moment before the preacher has got to come try and put together the pieces of scrambled bones uh, that I've allowed the devil to destroy. Uh, but while I'm in the valley, before I get too dry, uh, before things get too bad, uh, I'm going to give God everything uh, even more than I did when I was on the mountaintop uh, because I want the devil to know uh, you can hit me when I'm high or you can hit me when I'm low uh, and it has no bearing uh, on whether or not I'm going to love God uh, because I've never forgot the day he brought me out of sin. He saved my soul. And if he can bring me out of the pits of hell, you better believe he can keep me victory in the valley. Yay, I'm walking through. I'm moving through. I'm worshiping in the midst. I'm praising.
There are things about to be broken in this service, in individuals' life. I want you to get this. The church is in a season of harvest. But there are some individuals who are not. And I've come to get in the midst of this valley and do what the prophet did. And I'm preaching until I start seeing things come back together. Because the devil can always defeat a scattered army. But I propose something radical. What if regardless of what was going on in your life, you came to every single service and gave 100% of your heart toward God in worship and prayer? That's not realistic. It's very realistic. Anybody ever read about a man by the name of David that was running from Saul? And he said, his praise shall continually be on my lips. How low I am right now. You might be surprised at how much I actually do know. Because I've got a burden on my heart. Because there's good people in this building that God's ready to bring great harvest and great things in your life. But you're letting your location be your excuse for not moving. And you're saying things like, God has abandoned me, and God's put me here, and God's got me in this. God doesn't bring anybody to a valley to kill them. And it's not the first time that spirit's popped up. I, I know what I'm doing right now. Don't get nervous. Don't wonder. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm just preaching what I feel. Second Kings 3, Israel went out to fight Moab. And they got together at Jehoram, king of Israel, and Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and said, let's go deal with Moab. And they traveled seven days, and everything's going good. They've got that new convert zeal. Man, we're going to get the victory. Man, we're going to shout. Man, we're going to have great rejoicing. I, I just hate the fact that the longer people in church, the less they do. It shouldn't be that you can tell who's been in church the longest by whether or not they're shouting. I never want to lose that new convert zeal when that man first prays through the Holy Ghost and says, man, I'm just glad to get to be here on a Monday night. Because normally I was still waking up from a drunken stupor. I'm just, I'm just glad I'm here. And the preacher gets in the pulpit and says, then Peter said unto them, and the convert's like, my God, did you hear what he just said? Isn't that powerful? Have you heard that? Have you heard that? Man, that's the best preaching I've ever heard. But I've been in church for a while, and I'm in a valley. So while the new convert that don't know that you don't have to respond to every service is going crazy, I'm going. Well, I'm in a valley. Well, uh, things are messed up. Uh, and that person that just prayed through said, I still got stuff messed up. But I've got the Holy Ghost now, uh, and I know God's going to help me. Uh, don't ever get seven days in a battle and start backing up and thinking God left you. Brother, God doesn't leave when things get low. God shows up. Brother Aaron Mayo, I want you to hear me right now. Brother Mark, any other church planners that are in the building tonight and people in this house, they got seven days in. And in 2 Kings 3 and verse 10, they looked around and said, we have no water. We ran out of food. And they started saying, the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver us. God's called us here to kill us. How messed up do people's thinking get when they get dry? They're saying, God brought us out here, put us in this valley to destroy us. But thank God, 
the king of Judah said, hold on a minute. Isn't there a prophet of God somewhere that knows how to preach life in moments like this? Somebody go get the prophet. I don't want this valley to be a place of death. I refuse to accept that God brought me here to kill me. Where's the preacher? Where's somebody that can begin to preach the word of God? Because if God could do it for an army that's already dead, what could God do for an army that's still got a little bit of life left in their body? And the preacher got up and started preaching. He said, make this valley full of ditches. He said, and when you wake up in the morning, God's going to bring some water. And God's going to refresh you. But preacher, we're not anywhere near a waterfall. We're not anywhere near the ocean. We're not anywhere near the sea. But thank God Judah said, no. If the preacher said, dig, I don't have to see the water. I don't have to know how God's going to do it. I'm just going to make some room. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't know how God's going to save my family. All I know is I'm just going to keep praying. I don't know how God's going to reach my city. All I know is I'm just going to make a ditch. I'm just going to dig out a place that when the water comes, it's going to have a place to go to. I got somebody ought to break loose right now in the Holy Ghost. But how's God going to save my family? I don't know. Just keep digging in prayer. But how's God going to work in my marriage? I don't know. I'm just going to dig. He just said pray. He just said dig. Oh, God, I feel something breaking right now. Come on. And finally, something got a hold of them. They were tired. They were dry. But they started digging. I'm going to dig ditches all over this valley. I'm going to pray like I've never prayed. I'm going to worship like I've never worshiped. Why? When the water comes, I want there to be room. When God starts bringing in backsliders, I want there to be room. Brother Mayo, you just keep digging that ditch. Brother Marks, you just make ditches all over Sandpoint. What are you doing? I don't know how. I don't know when. All I know is he said dig. I'm digging. I'm praying. I'm sweating. Every voice lifted right now in the Holy Ghost. My God, go, go. Yeah, I hope you're watching, devil. While I'm dry, I'm digging. While I'm low, I'm praying. While I'm fighting hell, I'm digging. What are you doing? Water's coming. Water's coming. Water's coming. And when it gets here, I'm going to have so many ditches dug, it's going to be overflowing. My babies are going to pray through. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, my children are going to speak in tongues. Uh, what are you doing? I'm going to have revival. Keep digging till it breaks loose in here, my friend. Let me tell you how God did it. And I'm going to close it right God's going to break loose in this place. If you've got a backslidden family member, you're fighting hell in your life, you've got a cold. I don't care what it is. You're praying for God to do great things. I want you to start making your way to this front right now. God's about to do some great things. I want you to understand what happens while you're digging. The Bible said in 2 Kings 20 that it came to pass after they had made the valley full of ditches. In 2 Kings 3 and 20, I want you to listen. 
came to pass in the morning. Remember, they're in a valley. They're dry. There's no water, but they're not dead yet. I've got a whole lot of respect for that king of Judah that said, you know what? I'm not dead yet, so let's figure out how to survive in the valley. Somebody just needs to look the devil in the face tonight and say, hey, I'm not dead yet. I'm going to dig my way out. And the morning came when the meat offering was offered. They're still praising. You get that? They don't even see the water yet. They're drier than they've ever been, and they're still offering the meat offering. All of a sudden, they begin to hear something trickling down the mountain. And it's getting louder, and it's getting louder, and it's getting louder. And the Bible says, there came water by the way of Edom, and the whole country was filled with water. Now, that's enough for me to shout like I've lost my mind. To think seven days into a valley dry and dead, I dug some crazy ditches, and God just filled me with life. But what's so beautiful is when it goes on in the next verse, and God let them know, I'm going to use the same thing that brought you life. And when all the Midianites heard the kings were coming up to fight, they got up, they put on their armor, they stood on the border. Next verse, and the Bible says when they looked out, the sun was shining on the water, and the Moabites saw the water, and they said, my God, there's blood all over this valley. You never forget when hell's laughing at you because you're in the valley that you've been baptized in Jesus' name. And you've got the blood. Because if there's anything that terrifies the enemy, it's blood. Oh, God, next verse. And they saw the blood, and they said, this is the blood. The kings are dead. Now, therefore, Moab to the spoil. Next verse. And when they came to the camp of Israel, Israelites rose up and smote the Moabites so that they fled before them. But they went forward, smiting the Moabites even into their country. Because I realize when they saw the blood, it terrified them so much that an army that had just finished drinking water for the first time in seven days not only got the victory, but left the valley and gained so much ground that they chased them all the way back to where they belong. Now, so what do you do? You dig until something breaks. And when it breaks, you get something about you that says, I'm going to move forward in God and be more faithful than I've ever been in my life. Because what you say, I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to work. When the enemy looks down and sees God's moving, it's going to shut him down. And you're going to come out of the valley saying, it was going to be my burial. But now it's the biggest testimony that God ever gave me. Hey, you hear me, Mom and Dad. You've got backslidden children. Keep digging in the Holy Ghost. Keep praying. By God, lift your voice all over this building right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. I want you to pray. Like, come on, make this altar full of ditches right now. Hell saying, give it up. Hell saying, you're going to die. I'm sorry, devil. I ain't got time to listen to you. I'm busy digging. I'm busy praying. I'm making room for God to move. God, if you're going to bring the water, bring it right here in my family. 
Come on, I hear the dam starting to break right now. I hear the water starting to rush. Go ahead. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow right now. Come on. Somebody ought to begin to rejoice. God's bringing water. God's bringing salvation. God's bringing... My God, go ahead. Devil, get your hands off my lost family. I know you're fighting with everything you've got, devil, but I've got a shovel in my hand. I'm going to dig. I'm going to. I know you're fighting, devil, and I'm in a valley, but I'm about to fast. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep worshiping. I'm. Come on, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Devil, get your hands off my family. I'm digging. My God, something's breaking right now. Somebody ought to let loose what you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to get loose in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody ought to begin to stomp on the devil. Somebody ought to make some room where you're at right now and begin to worship God. What are you doing? Your child ain't never coming back. Shut up, devil. I'm going to make some room. God's going to send it back. Your husband ain't never going to get the Holy Ghost. Shut your mouth, devil. I'm too busy digging. I'm too busy believing God. Somebody's going to have water, and I'm not going to die in this valley. There it is. There it is. There it is. God's bringing somebody out of the valley with a testimony. see the blood. Devil, you're defeated. I've got the blood. I've been washed. Pray. 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 Pray till you feel something loosen. Pray. Dig that ditch broad. Dig that ditch wide. Begin to worship God in the midst of the valley. I'm going to defeat the Goliath in this valley. I'm going to defeat Midian in this valley. I'm going to defeat Moab in this valley. I'm going to make room. I hear the water. I hear the water. I hear the water breaking loose. Somebody believe it. That's the sound of my family coming home. That's the sound of God bringing the bones back together. That's the sound of God dealing with my depression. Go. Go. Pray till you're drunk in the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's liberating. That lets me know no matter what condition you're in, if the bones are scattered or you've still got breath, it don't matter. When the word of God goes forth, God begins to put everything back together that the devil has destroyed. It don't matter how dry you are. It don't matter how much damage hell has caused. It don't matter how bad those addictions have been. When the word goes forth, God says, all right, I'm putting the bone back where it goes. I'm putting the self-esteem back where it goes. I'm putting dignity back where it goes. God's saying, let's shake things up on this altar. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you ought to lift your voice and begin to pray with everything you've got. Come on. God's putting families together. God's bringing stuff and putting it, making it whole. Go ahead. Praise Him in the dance while you're in the valley, David. Praise Him with a shout while you're in the valley. Get that shovel called praise and start digging where you're at right now. Get those feet moving. Get your voice lifted and say, devil, I may be in the valley, but I'm digging. I'm digging. I'm digging. Water's coming. Victory's coming. Holiness is coming. Salvation is coming. 
Go ahead. Somebody do what you feel in the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody don't be formal. Somebody that hell's fighting your family ought to break loose and erupt in worship to God right now. Come on. Somebody ought to begin to stomp the devil under your feet right now. Devil, I'm going to have a breakthrough. Come on. Somebody ought to go to your drunk in the Holy Ghost. Go, 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 go. Dig, dig. Valleys are not places of defeat. They're places of great testimony. Go ahead. While you're praying right now, God's breaking a crack in the dam right now. God's saying the water's been held back too long. She's making room. He's making room. He's making a ditch. He's making room for God to move. God's saying open the floodgates. Let the water begin to roll like a tsunami. Let mercy begin to flood that house. Let wholeness begin to flood that altar. Go ahead. Let's take this altar to another level. Let's completely crack the dam tonight. Go ahead. I need some prayer warriors to throw your head back and lift your voice with a shout of intercession and travail. Come on. Come on, somebody. Let the gifts of the Spirit be loose in this place. Come on, child of God. Get you a shovel and begin to worship God. Begin to move your feet. Forget about who's around you. I've got to dig. I've got to get the water flowing. I've got to see God save my family. I've got devils fighting me, and I'm not going to die in this valley. My God, there it is. Let that go. Let that go. Let that go. 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 Go ahead. It's breaking. There it is. It's breaking. That's it. While you're praying right now, God's sending an angel to open the water flow. Come on, that's my family that's going to come in the flow. That's my prayers that's going to come in the tsunami. Go, go, shout like you've lost your mind. When's the last time you talked in tongues? You ought to begin to move your feet and lift your voice. I'm not stopping till I'm renewed in the Holy Ghost, till the water's flowing. Huh? Come on. There's a times of refreshing from the Lord that's in the building right now. Don't wait till you're dead. Don't wait till the bones are scattered. Go ahead and dig now. Dig now. Come on. I'm digging depression out and I'm bringing the water in. I'm digging bitterness out, and I'm bringing the water in. I'm digging excuses out, and I'm bringing worship in. I'm digging distractions out, and I'm bringing praise in. I'm digging unfaithfulness out, and I'm bringing faithfulness in. Water's coming. Make some room for the flow. Come on, I wonder if somebody could get that old-time shovel called intercessory prayer. And begin to close your eyes and rock back and forth in the Holy Ghost. Come on. It's not enough that we give the fight to Midian. We've got to chase this spirit of hell back to where it belongs. Come on. I wonder if there's some elders that would begin to just lift your voice until groanings that can't be uttered are starting to speak through you right now. Come on. Devil, you're a liar. There's going to be 500 people in this building filled with the Holy Ghost. And my family's going to be a part of it. 
and your children are going to be in that flow. My God, dig, 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 dig. Are there some young people that know what travail is all about? Stretch out in the Holy Ghost. Dig. I'm going to see victory in that flow. I'm going to see God's anointing come with the stream. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing, devil. I'm making enough room that when the water comes, there's no limit to the flow. Come on. Let's carry somebody out drunk in the Holy Ghost tonight. Let's bring somebody out still speaking in tongues. Come on, there are barriers breaking down. We're not just getting victory. We're chasing the enemy out. We're progressing right now. Come on, somebody. Come on. The miracles are going to be in that tsunami. Blind eyes being opened. Limbs being straightened. Backsliders coming home are going to come and fill that ditch. Dig it deep. Dig it in the Holy Ghost. Come on. I'm making a place on my pew. This is where my son's going to sit. This is where my child's going to sit when they pray through soon. Come on. Keep digging. Take that devil. It's already breaking. The water's flowing. Somebody get under the wave right now. Somebody let that tsunami of the Holy Ghost begin to blow over your life right now. Go ahead. You ought to stretch your hands toward the heavens and grab a hold of that right now. Come on, let it flow. Let it flow. God's breaking chains off of people. God's bringing people up on that hip valley right now. God's filling the ditch with water. Come on, that's my family. My family's coming in the flow. My family's coming in the flow. 